In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Man. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 263 of the Car Joe Mez Podcast. I'm Mez and my co-host as always. I'm Joe from the Car Joe Mez Podcast. Yeah you are. What's up buddy? Bro, I'm still recovering. I don't know about you but the times, they have been tough. Yeah, for those who don't remember or didn't know, we did the one chip challenge last week. And we killed that shit, son. I mean, I guess that's one way of looking at it, yes. You, did you die? No, uh, I just checked, and it turns out that I am not, in fact, dead. Then you win. That's it. Then I won. <laughs> I'm the big winner here. <laughs> yes, boy. So uh, we did a Twitch stream where we tried this one-chip challenge, and uh, boy... That thing uh, didn't really taste good, huh? You think they no, could have made did. it taste good? <laughs> no, it definitely did not. But I am very uh, enthusiastic about it because we had a hundred people watching us. I think we topped out at one hundred and one, thanks to all of the major marks that came through after we finished up boozing with the toys the same night, and a hundred people watching you and I do the one chip challenge on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Mr. Joe Shoes. Thank you, everyone, for watching. You know they came because they wanted to see you die. Had to be. Pro- probably. I mean, that's that's. I mean, isn't that the like the appealing aspect of any of these food challenges? Really, hundred <laughs> percent. But that that chip, I don't know what I was expecting. I get that. You know, it's one of those things where like I, I was prepared for it to be hot. But the way it lingered in my body was something that I definitely was not ready for. So I was okay. Uh, my mouth was on fire. I tried to because on when you open the box, it tried to tell you uh, the longer you go without a drink, the more ooh you killed it. So I was I was trying hard to uh, to not drink. So what did we do like ten minutes. So I lasted pretty much till it was over. And then I I drank a little, but. I, I think my preparation of the Pepsid and the yogurt and a little milk beforehand coated my stomach because the next morning wasn't great, but it wasn't insane. Because I hear you, you, you didn't do so good. I did not. I um, It hit me pretty much right away. 
And then I could feel it move throughout my body. And I did I, feel it. You do. You feel it go down your throat. And I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> like at one point it's in your mouth and you're like, oh, my God, my mouth is on fire. And then you feel as it goes to your throat and you're like, oh, my God, now it's my throat. And then you feel when it gets to your chest and you're like, like you every time it, it makes its way through your body, you're feeling it as it goes. And when it got to my stomach. It just felt like it was there to melt everything, every single part of my insides. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I, I basically, at that point, had to engage in a test of strength contest against the Orlando plumbing and sewage system. <laughs> uh, did you throw up? Did it, did it come out that way? No, it okay. did not. I did not throw up. Okay. I think I, that I, would be really painful if you threw that up. But I, it felt like it, it felt like there was this little gnome on the inside of me <laughs> and he just dipped all of my, my insides in the dip from who framed Roger rabbit. <laughs> okay. And, <laughs> and then they like, you had to, open up the valve to like let all that go you know like at the end of roger rabbit where they open the valve of the dip and then judge doom is taken yes. away and that's what it felt like happened to my small intestine uh, <laughs> dip. that does not sound pleasant i'm not gonna lie thank god i did not go through that my goodness joseph the things you do for your fans you know i am willing to go out there any way i can headlong Headstrong and headless, if needs be, oh. and you know if it if if everyone's having fun, then then I'm more than happy to do it. And it seemed like we had a lot of people had fun with us. A hundred people, Gomez. I wasn't expecting a hundred people to come watch that. Definitely not. Not at all. Us two silly friends eating a chip. And if you missed it, it is up on the YouTube YouTube.com/slash Joe Shoes. Go ahead and check it out there. Make sure you subscribe and click the little. Uh, alert button that way you get a notification anytime something new is posted to the channel and as always gomez you can always follow us on all the social medias at car jomez yeah all of them yeah so i'll be back uh this week again hopefully thursday i'm working on a guest i'm still waiting for confirmation if i can't get him this week we'll get him some other time but it'll be a really good guest and we'll do some other kind of social dinnering on twitch again so that's twitch.tv slash mr joe shoes so go ahead and follow over there as well Ooh, very nice look forward to that and gomez in addition oh. to the one chip challenge what else having a hundred people watch us there but we also with this very podcast set a new opening day download record for last Ooh. week's episode climbing with building love it love to see it so thank you to everyone that listened thank you to all the new subscribers remember if you screenshot that you are subscribed to this podcast tweet it to at car using the hashtag belly button splash and we'll send you a signed eight by ten this week we did have one tommy sapienza up in connecticut thank you for subscribing hope thank you enjoy you. your eight by ten thank you very much thank you did that chip ruin your week did you get to do anything did you were you stuck home on the bed 
so that was Thursday. Friday, legitimately, I spent basically the whole day in bed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I woke up in the middle of the night because my stomach was telling me, hey, you probably don't want to stay in bed right now. <laughs> and then after that, I like I, I genuinely think I got dehydrated. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, it was I was completely worn down, completely fatigued and so I was drinking a lot of water and then I just went right back to bed and I was basically out all day long. Damn. <laughs> that sucks. It took a lot out of me, but you know what? I do this for you guys. So I hope you appreciate it. I had a busy week. Uh Wednesday night, I went to AEW Grand Slam. Yeah, you did. Boy, let me tell you. So, I'm from the area. Grew up in Queens. Met fans. Go to City Field all the time. Never been to the tennis stadium. It's very no, why cool. would you? Why you would know, you go to the tennis stadium? I enjoy tennis, and I think it'd be cool to see, like, if there was a big match, you know, to it's see a, it, check it out. Tennis is like clear liquors. It's for rich white women on diets. <laughs> Uh, so I've never been there, but it looks nice on TV and stuff. So the thought of seeing a wrestling show there, it was awesome. Sounds great. So I get there nice and early because I'm like, well, you got to get there early. Got to park, have some fun. Let me tell you, bro, there is no parking lot for this place. Now, I assume there was a parking lot because where did these rich white people go what, what when they come see no tennis parking lot there has to be a parking lot there's like Where'd parking it? sections people were parking on the side of the road i don't understand what was going on but city fields right next door and there's all those off-site lots are not are none of those off-site lots open so what not happened for the tennis stadium so this is what i think happened it's not like anybody's seeing the Mets right now. Yes, but by coincidence, it was Governor's Ball this weekend in New York City, held at City Field. So when we got there Wednesday night, they were already set up because the concert was Friday. I don't know if they did anything Thursday, but I believe it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So they already had stages set up in the parking lot of City Field. So I think that, uh, you know, that made the situation a little worse. I ended up parking uh, in Flushing and just taking an Uber over because it was just, it was becoming too much of a hassle where I'm here early and now I'm wondering if I'm going to make it in time for the start of the show. It, it was ridiculous. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and I heard around. in addition to that, that there were uh, logistical issues, I guess, with concessions and bathrooms or something. Everything. So we finally park, we get over there. It's nice. Getting in wasn't so bad, I guess, because, you know, the show did start at 7, so I guess a lot of people were already in there. Uh, We went right in. They checked the vaccine cards. You had to be vaccinated in New York to go to the show. So they were checking vaccine cards, go through the metal detector. That was fine. No problem. But once you went inside the stadium, it was a little cramped because on one side you had... Uh, like your food vendors, people getting the concessions. And then on the other side of the aisle here, the walkway, you had like the uh, merch, merch table. Okay. And the merch was, I mean, I'm sure we've seen bigger merch lines, but this merch line was ridiculous. Like 200 people deep, like going around the stadium, like insane. So 
you got that. You got food on the other side. Us walking in the middle. It was a disaster. Just getting to the seats. Disaster. I'm like, this is this is not fun. Get to the seats. The view is great. I don't know if people watch it on TV. I don't. Uh, I watched it on TV. It looked great. There, it looked great. I would love to go back to a show here, but everything else around it made it so it's like, eh, I don't know. Uh, halfway through the show, let me get some drinks. Let me get some food. I get to the concession stand. Not too bad of a line. There's a bunch of them all over. So there's a long line here, long there. I get on. I'm looking. All right, we got burgers, chicken fingers, hot dogs. Okay. Um, they don't have anything. They had some hot dogs. They had some burgers that were being cooked at the moment. They didn't have cheese for those burgers. There was about 12 burgers they were cooking. Probably already called for at this point. Um, I think they were going to drop chicken fingers in a few minutes, but I, who knows? And so at one point, I just like, I, I'm just going to get some water and, and just forget about it. And everyone's yelling, yo, you ain't got no hot dogs? You ain't got no burgers? Everyone's losing their mind. Crazy. Now, this is what gets me because this was sold out well in advance of the show. Sold out, not instantly, but it, it sold out pretty pretty quick. And, and you know the there's 20,000 people. Exactly. Coming. And the stories from what I've read, and I, I did watch the show. I watched the show live. It's the first time I've done that in a while. I was really interested to see how the building looked on TV. But all the stories I've heard from there are that employees were telling people, oh, we didn't expect there to be a sellout. Well, you knew the fucking show sold out. Like, what, what do you mean you didn't expect it? Like, 10,000 tickets got sold the day of or something, bro. Like, what are you talking about? It's been sold out. Insane. So, but also I hear, uh, I hear the menu's a little different for tennis when it's tennis time. It's a little more fancy. We just of got course. the, we got the, the dogs, the hot, well, I mean, we didn't even get those. It was just a disaster. I know Armando, I went with him, our friend, he went online he grabbed the last lemonade. It was like, oh, don't even have drinks here. It was the, the last lemonade. That's what we're down to. <laughs> and this we're was a fi- long. This was a this, long show because this it was is like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> trying to get the Turbo Man doll. <laughs> it was a long show because it was uh, the Wednesday night show is two hours. Well, you had so eight to dark ten taped before the show. Yeah, so seven to eight is a a show. Eight and to ten is had, a show. What was it? Dynamite. Dynamite, and then they do the Friday show Rampage. Rampage, but this week it was a special two hour, so there was like fucking fifteen wrestling matches on the show. Wrestling, it's a long night, and for them to at eight nine o'clock already be to have these problems, it was pretty bad. I mean, <laughs> it worked out in the end because I got to go to Cherry Valley, a spot in Queens that uh, we used to always go to to get sandwiches on. Late nights, so that oh was fun. Oh my goodness, what a magical place Cherry Valley Deli is. So that worked out, because if I ate, I wouldn't have gone there afterwards. But also, yeah. I wasn't planning on eating, you know, a big-ass heavy sandwich at 1 a.m. in the morning. So. Correct. <laughs> but still, it's delicious, so you never say no. Yes, so I had a great time watching the wrestling. The surrounding stuff wasn't great, and maybe next time I'll just know the cabot and I could go and have a good time, but... I don't know. I, I I wouldn't rush to go back there. That's a shame because I mean I watched the show and I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good and I was 
I guess, pleasantly surprised because I haven't watched, uh, really gone out of my way to watch wrestling in a while, in a while. And even when I have, when you and I and our friends will do like a, a zoom call or something to watch like WrestleMania together, I am most certainly not enjoying that, you know, the nine hour WrestleMania <laughs> no. just so I could watch 92 year old undertaker fucking stand around for another half hour, one more time. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, this was uh, I actually enjoyed this show, so I'm 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 kind of you know it breaks my heart a little bit to see like a good show get ruined by all the logistical stuff that surrounds the in-game experience. Sure, again, I still had a great time. It's just eh, what if they announced a show like it? You know how usually a wrestling show like we'll be back this day. I wouldn't run to the box office to buy those tickets. Yeah, That's yeah, it. yeah. So, but I'll go. Another place to see AEW, you know, but just not there. So that was fun. It was fun. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, a busy week, but nothing, nothing too eventful. That was that was my most exciting thing of the week. Yeah, I uh, I was actually up in New York this weekend myself for mm. a uh, top secret project that Ooh, I am yes c- cannot speak about as to now. at the moment. Yes, we'll yeah. definitely be talking about it when it's time. But uh. A fun little weekend. I got to see my buddy Sean the Mick. Who oh, I saw he had a run. book. Yeah, so he used to run. If you never knew Sean the Mick, he was in in and around the indie wrestling scene. wasn't a wrestler himself, but operated on the fringes and was promoting WSU back in the day when it was an all girls promotion. Uh, Women superstars uncensored. Mick and I are very big hockey guys. We used to play yes. a lot of Xbox hockey together. He's a big Ranger fan, and he recently wrote a book about the Rangers. Cool. Interesting. That's up on Amazon, and you can get it on uh, Kindle and paperback, all that good stuff. And it's actually doing so well already that he has been accepted. Like, Amazon put him in the, I guess they call it the beta program because he's sold so well already that they are actually producing it as a hardcover and sending oh. those out in hardcover now. That's pretty awesome. Uh, it's just a general book about the Rangers in general, like the history of the Rangers. So it's called the New York Rangers Rink of Honor and the Rafters of Madison Square Garden. And he goes over some of the um, bigger players in the history of the Rangers franchise. So it's a pretty thick book. I was actually shocked by the size of the book. He gave me a paperback version of it. I had already bought the the Kindle version for myself, uh, you know, because I'm all digital now, baby. That's right. Friends support friends. And and we already spoke about this. Moving physical items is hard. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, so he like breaks it down and he talks about some of the the more notable players in the history of the franchise. And remember, the Rangers have been around almost a hundred years. So hundred years, crazy. You know, there's there's a lot of names to talk about, and it's doing well enough already. I don't think he'll mind me saying this. That he's already working on a second book. Hey, that's awesome. Good for you, Sean Demick. Good job. So I got to see him. I got to see some other friends. Had a pretty good weekend up in New York. When I get the okay to talk about that, I will most certainly be doing so. But I will be back in New York in a couple weeks for something else I'm not allowed to talk about yet. (laughs) Oh, a lot of secrets going on. (laughs) The Sultan of Secrecy. Oh, I remember. I went to see uh, Shang Chi again. I took my mom because she she loves the Marvel movies. But uh, what kind of cheese? 
<laughs> Shang Chi. Oh, I, I thought you said I went to see some cheese, and I was like, what the fuck is that? I love to see some cheese, some mozzarella, Asiago, Munster, you name it. I love some cheese. Monterey Jack over here. Cheese. Wow, I must be tired. I've legit spent this whole day like like scrubbing my apartment. It's been like a long time since like I'm not dirty, but I, sometimes I get a little messy and when when I'm being lazy, I'll let things build and then when it comes time to really like do a full-scale scrubbing, it becomes a lot bigger of a job than it really ever needed to be. Sure. And today was the day where I really decided to catch up on that, so I must have worn myself out because I could have sworn you said some cheese. I mean, maybe I did. Maybe I, I, when I listen back, we'll find out. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I went to see the movie again. Well, maybe I'm hungry. <laughs> that too. Uh, I still love the movie. I loved it uh, just as much the second time. Uh, definitely going to be, if I uh, sit down and do some rankings, it's, it's going to be towards the top of my uh, MCU list here. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a good movie. I didn't like it as much as you did, but I still thought it was very good. And I think when you are able to take a character like that, that, hey, like I said, is a character I never heard of basically until they announced that this movie was coming out. So if you're able to make me care about a character that I never gave a shit about, you did a good job. Unlike Snake Eyes, which is an established (laughs) character who I do give a shit about. And now you make me hate him. God damn you, Hasbro. Damn you straight to hell. I can't wait for the... The G.I. Joe thing that you finally, like, yes, they finally did it. Oh, my God. I'm going to be so happy for you. I hope I hope you get it in your lifetime since, you know, it's half over. I, you know, it's, <laughs> like I said, back nine of life. So, who knows? There, I would, at this point, I do not know if I will eat, if I will ever be able to enjoy a good G.I. Joe movie or see the Mets win a World Series in my lifetime at this point. Oh, boy. It's, it's just about that time for that Mets eulogy. My goodness. Boy, oh, it's already oh over. The, the, the Mets were uh, mathematically oh, yes. eliminated this weekend. Um, and uh, it went out with a resounding thud. This is a team that spent three months in first place and has now not, not only will not make the playoffs, but has clinched a losing record for the season. Amazing. That truly is amazing. Are they in last place or the Marlins? No, the Nationals are actually in last place. Oh, the Nationals. That's right, the Nationals. They traded the whole team away, But the Mets did set a record for the most days in first place for a team that will finish with a losing record in Major League history. Yeah, we're number one, baby! Hey, hey, (laughs) if you're going to fail, do it spectacularly. Oh, they do. Did you read that Met book? There was a Met book that came out this year about... I actually didn't get to read it. Lovable loser or something? I have it in my queue on my library app, and I've kind of been on the waiting list for it, and it's just uh, when I've gone to get a new book, it's never been around, and I've actually kind of been diving into the old G.I. Joe comic book series. Mm. So I've been reading a bunch of those because it's very distinctly different from the G.I. Joe animated series of the same time period. A lot more graphic, a lot more realistic. Well, I shouldn't say realistic. It's still, you know, like a G.I. Joe comic. But it's a, a lot more gritty, I think is the word, than kind of the cartoonishness of the actual cartoon. 
That's cool. And I, I'm doing the same thing because I've been reading uh, Ninja Turtle comics. Oh, okay. Uh, Eastman and Laird? Yeah, so like they uh, restarted, jump-started the series back in like uh, 2012 or some sometime around then. And okay. uh, it's still ongoing now, actually. Like it, the comic is still, they've never stopped. It's like volume 20 or oh, some wow. shit. So I read the first four volumes or five volumes. I'm loving it. Uh, Ninja Turtle comics are always great because exactly like you said, uh, the show, uh, the cartoon, very cartoony, kid-friendly. Yeah, the goofy, comics, whatever. Yeah, the comics, not that it's so adult and graphic, but it's it's not the same It's not the same vibe at all. Yeah, G.I. Joe is like that. It's written, uh, the comics were written by a guy named Larry Hammer, who actually writes the G.I. Joe comics to this day. That's cool. And his whole theory, he actually is credited with naming a lot of the guys because like Hasbro would throw these characters on his desk and be like, okay, we need a name for this toy, a name for this toy, and you know, and he would be that guy. But his whole theory is like, yo, like this is war. Like there has to be casualties, there yes. has to be danger, there has to be stakes. So the comics were written with that kind of overreaching tone over the whole situation. So the reason I picked Ninja Turtle, I was I was looking for a comic over the summer to start reading. I wanted something that's been around that had a bunch of volumes that I could just like go through and just read one continuous story. Like mm-hmm. I thought about finally finishing Walking Dead to see about those aliens you said. Um, <laughs> and uh, so the Ninja Turtles, there's a fifth Ninja Turtle now, a girl turtle. I believe. I remember that. So they did it for a show, right? But it never yeah. really it never really happened in the comics. So they decided to do it here. I believe her name is uh, Jenica, something like that. Um, so I was like, oh, what's this new Ninja Turtle? And I was going to read like her arc. But I said, you know what? I'll just read the whole thing because it seems that she's like they pepper things out throughout the whole series. So, you know, I completely when that got announced that they were putting her into the. The story. I remember there was like that big backlash. Like, oh, oh how, how do you girl? Do? It can't be a girl turtle. They don't make those. Yeah, <laughs> and and that that's probably oh my god, five six years ago now at this point, if not more. It's a long time, bro. Yeah, it has been, and I completely forgot that was even a thing until you just mentioned it. So, so I've been reading that. That's funny. Both reading some childhood favorites. I love it. Yeah, you know what it was? When I was a kid, I would, every now and then, I would pick up a G.I. Joe comic book, like at like the local card store or something. I was never a big comic book guy, but I, I love G.I. Joe, so I'd see it on the rack and be like, hey, mom, I want this comic book. And every now and then she'd give in and buy me the comic book. But I could never get into it because it was just way too different from the cartoon. And I wanted what I knew from the cartoon, and the comic book wasn't giving that to me. But now as an adult, like being able to, you know, separate and understand that comics operate on a different, you know, a yeah. timeline basically or whatever. Uh, it, it's allowed me a, a new appreciation for a property that I love, especially because everything else they're giving me from G.I. Joe goddamn sucks <laughs> right now. Uh, so I've, I've started uh, kickstarting my reading. I've... Uh... Once, when the pandemic first started, I wasn't really reading nothing. Before then, I was reading 100 books a year. Like, just, I love to read a book. And uh, since then, it's just like, eh. But uh, the past couple months, I've 
kicked up that uh, library app, which is just the best thing. Getting audio books and comic books and just dig everything from the library just right free right to your your tablet oh god bless yeah it really is i'm another one who i'm always reading something you know some things will take me longer than others here and there but for the most part i'm always in the middle of a book somewhere and i've really slowed down the past year and a half i i don't think i read as much as you do but I read a decent amount of books every year, and I really haven't. And I'm, you know, with this G.I. Joe book right now that I'm reading, I'm like, I'm enjoying it, and it's nice, and it's different, and, you know, I'll just keep going as I go. <laughs> I just finished the new Stephen King book. He did a, like, it's no horror. There's no horror in it at all. <clears throat> it's just like a, a crime kind of mobster. We love the mob. Uh kind of story about a hitman and stuff like that it's really good called billy summers for anyone who's into that kind of stuff all right so if if you guys are reading anything you know hit us up on uh on the socials let us know what you're reading or maybe it's something we should read maybe maybe we could start our own book club who knows we got our fingers in everything right now yes let me know what you're reading i love i read anything i read a book a horror it's a horror book about killer hippos it was it was fun wow You know, hippos, they're big and scary, bro. Could you imagine if a hippo was chasing you? That is true. You know, and it takes place, um, I guess, back in the day, they thought about doing hippo farming. Have you ever heard of that? No, I most certainly have not. So back in the 1800s, late 1800s, I guess, uh, this is real, uh, there was a meat shortage in the country, so they thought about what if we started farming hippos for meat uh this never took off it was presented but it never happened this story in the book is about what happened if it did and then the pigs go the hippos go crazy and attack people uh oh could you imagine if we were having hippo burgers right now no i cannot (laughs) i mean it'd be normal it'd just be what we do but to think about to eat a hippo that doesn't I mean, but what? I mean, a cow doesn't look good either, right? I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Because I'm not looking at that cow going, yeah, you're going to fucking get it, bro. <laughs> yeah. That hippo. <laughs> I don't know. So I Gomez, read anything. <laughs> speaking of exotic animals. Oh, yes. <laughs> are you aware that there is a new CGI My Little Pony cartoon on Netflix? I saw it because a couple years ago I did take Shiloh to see there was a My Little Pony movie that had come out and uh, she wanted to see it. She likes it. She's not into My Little Pony like that. Like, it's a show that if it's on, it'll draw her attention and she'll watch it. But And I then forget s- about it as soon as yeah, it's over. It's not, yeah, and then, like, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, she's not going, oh, can I watch My Little Pony again? You know, but if I showed her that, that there's a new series on Netflix, she'd probably be into it. I know yeah, there's a lot I, of fans of My Little Pony. Yeah, and and I'm not. I wouldn't classify myself as like a brony by any means. Oh, you you wouldn't. Okay, good. No, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> um, but I did enjoy uh, My Little Pony Friendship Is Magic when that was on a couple years ago. I did a couple reviews when I was like doing my holiday reviews. I'd watch like the their Halloween episode or something and do a review up on carjomez.com or something like that. Yes, so this would. came up in the suggestions on Netflix and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. It's, it's called my little pony, uh, new generation. 
So I'm guessing it's going to be Doink the Clown and Duke the Dumpster <laughs> Drossy, you know, all those new gen guys. Uh, but like some big names on the voice cast. I watched like oh, one or two episodes really? and like very distinguishable voices. So you got like Vanessa Hudgens, Ken Jong, Jane Krakowski, oh, wow. and Cyclops is in there. Like so, oh, that's cr- some I, recognizable I've, voices. That's great. I would assume that they would do uh, just like. Regular people. I didn't think My Little Pony needed like voice a voice cast like that. Well, that's... that's what I thought, especially when you compare it. You know, we're basically at the same timeline as that new He-Man show, which is another CGI reboot. You know, geared toward children and doesn't have any kind of big time yeah. voice cast on it. Exactly. That's the way it should be. I I think for something like that, like I I I, I get the appeal of it. I mean, I guess now we should, now's a great time to bring up. Uh, they announced Super Mario Brothers coming out with a movie, a animated movie in 2022, yes. and they announced the voice cast. Joseph Boyd, yes. the internet and love I this. Be, I'm <laughs> pleased to announce that I will be playing the role of Super Mario, Captain Shu taking over for Captain Lou. So, <laughs> it is one of the great moments of my career, and I look forward to a long, prosperous time in the voice acting circle. Now, who was the executive at Nintendo that says, we need stars in this Super Mario movie? Never been a movie before. The first ever Super Mario Brothers movie. And you know we need... Now, now, now. Now, now, (laughs) now. Animated movie. Sorry. (laughs) Yes, you needed that qualifier in there. I understand. Yes. The great John Leguizamo. Sorry. No offense, bro. Did uh, you see, like, the people on the internet crying out, like, oh, we need Bob Hoskins. Like, my man, he been dead. <laughs> he been dead. Like, you just need the guy who does Mario. Like, whatever. Like, just, yeah, like, who cares? Who does that? It's a me. Like, who records that for Mario 64 or whatever? Like, just get that guy. His name is Charles uh, Martinet or something like that. He is cast in this movie, but we don't know what he's cast as because Chris Pratt, will be playing Mario. Well, which, obviously. Man, when you say Mario, Chris Pratt is the top of my Chris list, Pratt, I got to yeah, tell Chris you. Chris Pratt is the first guy that comes to mind because he's the goofy action guy now. Screams Italian-American plumber. Um, yes. So good. Uh, <laughs> Charlie Day is Luigi. I don't mind it in the sense that I guess we're going to get like a manic Luigi, which is fine, I guess. Uh, you know, but again, interesting. Jack Black as Bowser. I feel that's the one that everyone loves because people just love Jack Black. Apparently, that's a thing. Did you know that, Joe? Everyone loves Jack Black? Well, you know, it was like just the anniversary, I guess like 20th anniversary of the Tenacious D album. Oh, wow. So, like, <laughs> Jack Black's been in the in the Twitter sphere again because everybody's been sharing their memories of listening to Tenacious D. So good. I love Tenacious D. Used to watch that- the TV show on HBO. So good. I actually never knew it was a TV show until way, way, way later on. And Tenacious D was something I really had no idea about as a whole until it was actually my brother had the album. And he's like, oh, I think you would like this. And I ended up like making a copy of it or something yes, and would like you start listening to it on the way to work. I was like, wow, this is like, it's funny. Yeah. It's witty. Like, it's pretty damn good. 
So I used to I used to watch HBO all the time, but I used to watch Mr. Show with Bob and David. So that would come on like afterwards. So that was like my shit to watch one, two, boom. Mr. Show and Tenacious D. So I never watched that, but I'll tell you what I did watch this week. Oh, what'd you watch? Marvel, what if Oh yeah. What it's... if Thor was an only son? Yes, so I so we we ignored the older sister. We don't right. They never really brought her up. They yeah, up Hella Loki. has absolutely no mention yeah, whatsoever. No, I just realized episode. that when he said that, I was like, oh wait, that's right. He has an older sister that didn't get mentioned. Yes, yeah, so it's mostly what if Odin returned Loki to the Frost Giants instead of bringing him home. It means that Thor never grows up and just parties all the time. I guess because he doesn't have that. Crazy brother getting him into trouble. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I guess it was okay. It was fine. Again, they're all fine to good. This one. Um, so there were certain things. Like I thought that. I. This is just me thinking. Like when Thor first came to the planet. And everyone's partying. I thought his partying was going to be a problem. Other than. Just, you know, like, oh, no, the partying is making the world blow up or something. But it's not. It's just he's partying and... No, it's know. just he's, part- he's making <laughs> a mess that eventually they're going to have to make give overtime <laughs> to the sanitation workers to clean up. You know, nothing like that. It's just literally he parties too much and he shouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's absolutely terrified of his mother. <clears throat> um, I believe everyone is back for this voice. Uh, acting here Yeah As far Except as I know for, Everyone was there Was it uh, Captain Marvel I think Captain Marvel wasn't I think everyone else was Oh really I actually thought it was her I think she just did A very good job Oh not, very nice If I'm not mistaken I could be wrong But uh, um, So What this episode Does do Is it seems To set up The final two episodes With the very abrupt ending As they like to do uh, Thor cleans up the mess Whatever nonsense Bullshit and out of nowhere, a portal opens and a Ultron that is basically the armor for Vision. Vision is inside an Ultron armor and he has all the Infinity Stones. Oh, my. Oh. And I be- so I believe this is where we're going to get a Avengers with, you know, some of the people we've seen throughout this season. That the Thor, that parties, Captain, uh, Captain, Captain Carter. Carter. I think uh, T'Challa, Star-Lord. T'Challa, Star-Lord, and maybe one or two other things. I'm not sure exactly. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so we're going to get a two-parter, I believe, to wrap up the season of What If. Interesting way to do things. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, may- I'm hoping to kind of be wowed by these final two episodes because there's a lot of, you know, okay here. Not a yes. lot of really, not a lot of anything that's grabbed me, but it's it's enough to keep me watching. But I, I want to be I want to be wowed at the end here, like and, and kind of be like rewarded for sticking with this. I'll say that even though I enjoy the What If comics, a lot of them aren't good. Uh, excuse me, <clears throat> a lot of them, you know, they're okay. They have a good idea, but then the story isn't good. I heard that I don't know if it's true. Someone said this. Um, Marvel used to use "What If" as like a test for new writers to be like, "Here, write us a a, a a Spider-Man story, and you just get to do whatever you want." And you know, here you go. 
which is interesting. So that's why I feel a lot of them aren't great. And the show is uh, basically the same. It's a lot of okay stuff. One or two like, oh, that was cool. But I think in two weeks when this wraps up, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, that's right. Marvel What If is coming back, uh, you know, 2020, whatever. We don't care about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're just going to move on to the next Marvel because after this is... And, uh, and that- that's the thing, because there's something in production at all times. And remember, we had that schedule that was like, yeah, it was every be like a week, week or two year. without something, like one week maybe off, but it's pretty much continuous till the rest of the year. So hey, whatever, Marvel, what if? What yeah, if I, we get a really awesome finale? That would be good. <laughs> yeah, that, that now that would be the big what if. <laughs> Oh, it's, the, it's, funny. it's the one thing we talk about every week And it's just like Oh man I, I wish we had something Fun That we were enjoying That we talked about every week Maybe Maybe the next one Well you know It's hard because I feel like There's no Like regular TV season anymore You know It used to be like The fall season would start And everyone would be like Oh and So here's your The next 13 weeks Are all your new shows And now TV doesn't work like that anymore So it's kind of hard to stay in tuned with what's new, what's out, what's going on. And, you know, Marvel makes it easy just because you always know when a new Marvel thing is coming out. Yes, they let you know. Um, I did watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I, I wrapped it up. I got Oh, to, very nice. Uh, what did you think? I thought it was great. I thought uh, I had mentioned, you know, like the first episode or whatever was there. But after that, by episode three, I think they're, they're doing their thing. And uh, I thought it was a really good season, and I thought the finale was wonderful. It was a great way to wrap up the story and uh, hang out one last time with uh, all our friends from the 9-9. Yeah, very good. I'm glad to hear that because I felt the same way. It You have that initial where they kind of question who they want to be, especially with everything going on in the real world and people's feelings about police uh, currently in real life. But they still were able to make it feel like a season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and finish off in a very Brooklyn Nine-Nine way. Yes, there were still things throughout the season, you know, defunding the police and stuff, but it was never so much, you know, oh, my goodness. But uh, I enjoyed it. Sad to see it go, but at least it got to go out the way they wanted to, and uh, that's all you can ask for a TV show. Yeah, and they gave us, what was that, season eight, right? Uh, yes, uh, seven or, yeah, I think it was eight, and the show was canceled, what, season five, season six, we got two, three extra seasons out of I was going to say, I think we got an extra two seasons out of it from NBC. You know, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it, because, you know, although it did end, I believe they kind of ended it right, like if, if they ended, it was okay. Yes, because it was, they didn't know if they were going to be back, yeah, so they, so they kind of to wrap up everything they could. Up. Yeah. Right. Was it the wedding? Did they end with the wedding? Maybe? I want to say that's what it was. And I, I, what was it? The last thing you saw was like Cheddar the dog had like, <laughs> basically rolled over having gotten to the cake. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Cheddar the dog. God bless. Uh, yeah. So Brooklyn Nine-Nine, if you uh, haven't seen it before, it's definitely a, a bingeable show that I think uh, is worth your time. Is there any other shows going on now that you're watching? Like I just... Uh, a new season of the Goldbergs just started up. I watched that. Um, 
And the other show I'm I'm into is The Rookie with Nathan Fillion. Yes, so uh, this man. season um, premiere of that just aired this weekend. I still haven't watched it yet, but I'll get to it at some point. So we just started a rewatch of Always Sunny. Um, so we're gonna go through that. The only show, the only show we have, I think, is what we do in the shadows. I believe is the only show we have. A FX show. It's also on Hulu. I tried watching that. Uh, it was recommended to me by a mutual friend who you may have or may not have gone to see AEW with. Yeah, I recommended that to him. I think. And and not for me. But did you what? Did you watch the movie? Did I make you watch that movie? I didn't know it was a movie. So it was a movie from uh, the guy who did uh, the last door movie, uh, White Tiki. Um, he did the movie, and then he like helped produce the show. And I think the show was lovely. I think it's better than the movie. I get that it's not for everyone. It's, it's a different kind of humor, or whatever. But uh, I love the show. I love the uh, the energy vampire. I think is fucking brilliant. He sucks the energy out of you instead of your blood. So he just like bores you to death. It's it's wonderful. I uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll need to give it another chance. It's good. But, but again, it, it's not for everyone. I get it. It's, yeah, not know, everything is for especially everyone. Especially when it's but, comedy. comedy. But even is totally when different. you said it's uh, you're watching it's always sunny. That's another show where I've watched episodes here and there, and then when I just, like try to sit down and watch it for myself, like and actually go through it. I get to like episode three or four, and I'm like, I don't know if I really want to do this. I get it. That's the deal. It's different when I like, you know, you recommend a drama show or something. You know, if it's good, it's good. The, act, the acting's good. When it comes to comedy, that's you know, that's all over the place. We're talking about Brooklyn Nine Nine. Half our audience could be like, that is the worst show I ever. So I can't believe you guys love it. So you know, that's how it works. I get it. What we do in the shadows definitely not for everyone. There's this other show, Reservation, uh, what was it? Reservation Dogs, I believe it's called. It's about, like, Native American yeah, so I saw, kids. What it, okay, so I saw, like, a thing yeah. about it, and it just looked like kids trying to be reservoir dogs. So it's it, like, it, yeah, it's like kids, like, just, like, doing stupid shit. Like, they're, like, in a gang, you know, but it's like a stupid gang. It's them like thinking. Sunil? Like, when <laughs> Sunil was, was taken out of the gangs by Hulk Hogan? <laughs> exactly. I just saw Sunil this weekend. He's doing great. Love to hear it. Um, <laughs> what a, what what a what a character, Sunil. He's great. <laughs> so yeah, so Reservoir Dogs. I watched it, and even though it's from the same people who make what we do in the shadows and shit, I wasn't feeling it as much. You know, so it, I get it. Not for everyone. New shows, nothing really going on, bro. It's sad. That makes well, me sad that we ain't watching nothing new. Yeah, it, it it just feels like there's nothing out there. And I don't know whether that's because we have too much content. So every it seems like everything falls through the cracks because the audience is so split up as to what they're watching. Or mm. whether that's just because maybe there really isn't anything. Maybe we'll just miss it. Like, maybe we should be watching stuff on NBC. Like, uh, I don't think it's on anymore or it's on that. But, like, Superstore, I think, like, that's a, a show people like. Right, uh, that AP Bio or something. I think that's now canceled. That was a show what like that, for. What a, was the other show with the Mick? The Mick. That's a long time ago. I don't know. Is that still on television? <laughs> no. Herman's head. <laughs> the single guy. 
<laughs> Veronica's Closet? Are we what are we watching this week? Oh, I was a big Just Shoot Me fan. See, I do like David Spade, bro. <laughs> you know what? Just Shoot Me wasn't bad. It was never something I I like watched religiously, but I, like every time I watched it I'd be somewhat entertained. But in all honesty, like tell us what you're watching. Like Gomez and I are having trouble figuring out what to watch. So if, if there's some show you think we need to watch, tweet us at Car Jomez and let us know. Oh, you know what? Ted Lasso. That's a show I watch that is new, current, and I absolutely love. That's I on. have to find a way to check that out because obviously I hear I hear all the the good comments coming out of it. I guess it just won what is it, all the Emmys? It did, yes. I don't follow the Emmys, but I just know it won acting and show and just it, it did good, yes. So yeah, I may, maybe that's something I need to put some time in, into and check out. I think you would like it. Uh, it's great. I, it's the thing. A Friday comes out Fridays, and soon as I get home from work, it's the first thing we do. Got to watch Ted Lasso. So we we really like it. All right, I I trust you, Snake Man. <laughs> I don't know if you should. And speaking of snakes, Gomez, it's the season. <laughs> it is snake season. <laughs> Oh, I was taking a drink of water there, and there might be some water on the floor and on me. Snake season. <laughs> spooky snake season. They say triple S for spooky snake season. <laughs> Joe's dehydrated for sure. <laughs> yes, Joe. You want me to hit a, a button or something? Is that I what you do? I definitely do. Because I need to stop talking here. <laughs> Six weeks of horror. <laughs> yes, folks, it's uh, time for another edition of Six Weeks of Horror. Ooh, spooky snake season. Um, that, that's what they call it. <laughs> so, um, this year for Six Weeks of Horror, I was thinking of mixing things up, and uh, I wanted to do a TV show because horror comes in all types of wonderful forms, and uh, there's been some good TV uh, within the past couple years, and it just so happened that a new show dropped on Netflix, Midnight Mass by Mike Flanagan. For those who don't know, Mike Flanagan is like the uh, the hot horror boy right now. He's... uh, done two other Netflix horror series that people rave about. Uh, the Haunting on Hill House, I believe, and Bly Mansion. I have not seen these shows. As much as people say they are wonderful, I haven't seen them because when it comes to horror, I'm not really into ghost stuff, like ghost stories and spooky house shit, you know? It's not really my bag. So as good as it is, I'm like, eh, I'm sure it's great. It's just not my thing. He's done tons of other things I love. Most recently, Doctor Sleep. It's the sequel to The Shining. The Shining is one of my favorite movies. And this sequel is pretty damn awesome. It's, it's great. So this guy like uh, can do no wrong in the horror community. And this is his latest show on Netflix. Seven episodes, limited series. And uh, I decided to let Joe uh, try it out. See if he would get into this type of thing. 
I got to be yeah. honest, the subject matter is also, uh, you know, I'm iffy about it. But I said, you know what? Let me pull the trigger and give this a shot. Yeah, so I was a little bit interested when you told me this because we've never done uh, a kind of TV series uh, outside of that time we watched the It TV movie. Yes, sure. So that would be really the only one that at least I can think of that we've done. Uh, we've gone through during six weeks of horror season. So I was I was interested when you told me, and and this deals really with uh, it centers around this. Uh, little fishing community on a little island called Crockett Island. They call it the crock pot, <laughs> which I guess is supposed to be cute and like they're kind of all inclusive or whatever, even though there's only like 11 people on the entire island. But the, the overarching theme is uh, it's like a Catholic horror. So it's yes. Religion kind of envelops this whole community yes. and has this overriding theme of, uh, guilt and doubt and suspense around it in this community. Yes, the main uh, plot of the, the show would be a a new priest comes to town and some stuff starts happening. Yeah, so uh, I guess like in this community, the priest that they're used to in their one little church yes. uh, has been around for, for, I don't know, 119 years because <laughs> some of the people that live there are seem to be as old and they talk about this is the only priest that they've ever known and i guess he kind of falls ill while on an overseas trip and we get this replacement priest and now it's everyone is kind of iffy about him and oh is he gonna fit in but then he kind of starts doing some things and you and i you told me only watch the first three episodes this is a, a seven episode series so <laughs> i did watch that Yes, we I, usually try to break up a series so it's not, you know, bombarding you with seven episodes of shit. So, and plus, you know, maybe you don't like it, you know. You don't have to watch all seven episodes. It could not be your thing. So yeah, I didn't want to force that on you. I just remembered when we watched Preacher. Yes, yes. And that was horrible. I just brought that up recently because uh, I forget who was bringing it up and I talked about how Preacher, one of my favorite comics, and I just, I never went back to it. We watched, what, like three, four episodes, maybe? I want to say we, we watched, like, the first four episodes, and then we were going to yeah. reevaluate and yeah. see if we wanted to keep going with it. I didn't and, either. I, I never did. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And there's this new show, also based on a, a, a great comic that I enjoy, Why the Last Man? And I'm just like, I don't I don't trust you guys right now to, to do my thing, so... I, Preacher soured me for uh, adaptations like this. So if we don't like it, we bail. Because why like why watch something you don't like? Yeah, I and I agree with that. Um, even though I watch wrestling this week, but you know, and 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 I did stop watching the Mets. So honestly, my <laughs> mental health has been a little bit better over the past uh, couple of weeks. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask Joe, did you enjoy this show? Um, I'm. I, I am not I'm gonna say the jury is still out. Are you interested in like the mystery of the show? Like are you I kinda am, and and this is the thing. So after three episodes, there's some mysteries going on. How how spoilery do you wanna get here? Oh uh, we can I don't wanna go giving away everything in case people haven't checked it out yet. It is one of the trending titles on Netflix if you haven't and you'd like to. So I'll try to speak in very general terms sure. here. Let's speak general, and then if we circle back to the show, we'll do a full spoiler, spoiler. Thing. Terrific. That's that's teamwork. 
so, uh, there there are some mysteries and some things happening on the island that kind of make you say, hmm. Sure. But I don't really know where it's going right now. So after three episodes, at the end of the third episode, there's kind of like the first big like, oh, yes, shit. The first big reveal of, of what's, hap- what's, what's happening in the, in the but story. But I don't. Maybe it's because I'm very uneducated when it comes to horror or that tone of storytelling. I'm finding it hard to kind of uh, formulate a theory as to where it could be going right now or what this is about or what the underlying themes of this thing are. I'm interested enough in the characters. I think it's very well acted. There oh, it's does- great. There doesn't seem to be anyone who I know from anything else. I looked at the list on IMDb and I wasn't able to recognize any of the cast. So this is like he uses these cast members a lot throughout. So like all these people were in his other two shows. So he seems to to, to stick with his uh, his people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I make makes sense. You have a lot of uh, directors and yeah. producers who do the same. I think it's very well acted and I think the script is good. It's giving them material to actually build characters and yes. personalities and and flesh out certain characteristics and traits of these people. So I'm interested to see where it goes. But as of this moment, I, I'm left questioning, like, what actually is happening right now? Sure. I agree with uh, pretty much everything you said there. The show is beautiful to look at. It is such a pretty show. I don't know if you notice these things when you watch different uh, TV shows, but I mean, this thing is shot beautifully, and uh, so I'm into it. I'm not really into religious horror, stuff like that, but some of the other aspects of uh, the story go hand in hand in uh, many other horror stories, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'll say... A lot of recent horror, uh, a trend in horror is uh, you make movies about grief and depression and stuff like that. And then you kind of, you add in horror elements, like hereditary, how that's, you know, uh, an incident happens and then it's about the grief of of what happened. And then, oh yeah, there's crazy witch stuff too. So it is hard to, to think of where the story is going because... There's a lot of elements of, of grief and uh, forgiveness and fate, of course. So the story could go in any direction. So I am, I'm interested. I'm not like, oh, I can't wait. I'm, as soon as I finish this podcast, I'm running to put it on. I mean, I probably will put it on at some point this uh, evening, but it's not like, woof, it's on my brain. I need to watch it. I'm, I need to get through it. It's good. It's very good, but I'm not hooked yet, I'll say. I think that's very fair. I wouldn't say I'm hooked, but I'm I'm in that part where I want to see where it's going. I don't want to give up on it quite yet. I do want to stick with it and see where it's going. So maybe what we could do is maybe uh, like two weeks from now, come back to it. We'll finish it up and, and then uh, recap in about two weeks. We'll finish up the whole thing. That sounds great because uh, this week I was going to make you watch something, but then I remembered... Joe, Venom comes out this week, baby. Woo! Eddie, I'm hungry, Eddie. Oh, I cannot wait. Venom, Let There Be Carnage comes out this Friday. So, of course, we're going to be talking about that movie. So, definitely, we'll take a week off from uh, Midnight Mass 
give you some venom and then we'll come back and wrap up the last four episodes and really get into spoilers and what we liked and uh if we were happy with the journey yeah that's uh i i like this because i i do actually enjoy stepping out of my comfort zone when i do although i think as i've gotten older it becomes a harder thing to do sure you you just like your comfort food yes. you know like you know like what you, you say, like, like why bother you know like when you watch the office over and over again you know what i mean like you yes. go to bed with the same shows over and over and it's like, oh, well, I, I, I already know what I like. And let me say, you know, I, this is a show I would have never watched on my own without getting the nudge from Gomez. But like I said, I, I'm not completely on board yet, but I'm, I'm still kind of hanging off the wagon and, and waiting to see where it takes me. Awesome. That's all I can ask. That's why I said watch a couple. If you like it, we'll do it. Perfect. So I'll pencil us in. 265. We'll circle back. Awesome. Mm. Look at the time now, Joe. Uh, I think we should maybe wrap things up here. Oh, so that means it must be time to hit a little bit of music? Yes, it is. It is now time for the Big Finish. All right, Joseph. Time to wrap this bad boy up with a big finish. Are you ready? If I was any more ready, I'd have to be twins just to handle it. Bang, bang. This week's big finish. Okay, I don't know if this is going to work for you. Uh, We're going to find out. Uh, Top three nine-inch nail songs. Do you like nine-inch nails? I used to be a big Nine Inch inch Nails fan when I was in, like, uh, junior high. Then here we go. All right, Joseph. Number one, I think, is a gimme, right? Head Like a Hole. I love Head Like a Hole. I'm trying to think. I I love uh, March of the Pigs. Perfect drug. I I love that. That's always my jam. I played on the rock band, on the drums. That's just always been my shit. Lost Highway soundtrack. Almost made it to my uh, my list that we did. Top five soundtracks. I think mine is gonna be almost like chalk. I feel like ain't nothing wrong but, with that. They're fucking great, bro. Yeah, like head like a hole. Um, down in it. Is uh, another one, and that's off the same album. That's off Pretty Hate Machine, but like that song too is just a banger. And then um, I love the hand that feeds. That's a good one. But um, I don't know. Maybe I would go with uh, Mr. Self Destruct was a big one for me because that was a. early on on the downward spiral so like when you would listen to the album in order like that was always one of those songs that got left on and i just like grew an attachment to yes um i was a fan of the fragile album so there was a couple things wearing this together and star fuckers incorporated Mm, nine inch nails i haven't listened to nine inch nails in a while i think i should uh i should remedy that it's actually funny because I mentioned I saw my buddy Sean the Mick this weekend, and when he picked me up from the airport, he actually had Nine Inch Nails on in the car. That's funny. <laughs> so, I mean, as a final list, I'm just going to go head like a hole, down in it, and the hand that feeds. Uh, March of the Pigs, 
perfect drug and uh, we're in this together. All we right. are done. Yes, out of time. We did that perfect. Look at us. All right, we're Joseph. Getting, getting really good at this. You know it. All right, Joseph. Hit him with them plugs. Follow us everywhere on social media at Carjomez. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. Leave a five-star review wherever it is that you do. And if you tweet us a screenshot that you are subscribed to at Carjomez using the hashtag BellyButtonSplash, we'll send you a signed 8x10. Remember to check out this Thursday, the day this show comes out, twitch.tv slash Shoes. I'll be doing another eating and chat along live stream i don't know what i'm gonna have yet and i'm hoping to have a special guest waiting on confirmation it would be very cool though i promise you that otherwise youtube.com slash joe shoes you can find me on social media at the joe shoes i'm the gomez 154 instagram and twitter so subscribe everywhere come along everywhere and be the hundredth like we get at facebook.com slash car jomez because we're still waiting for that number 100 to make us the most liked page on facebook so close come on boys let's do it <laughs> all right we'll be back next week with venom oh i'm so excited for this stupid fucking movie uh <laughs> until then joe until next time friends peace One, two.